Welcome to the Cell Culture Dish Podcast, the secret ingredient in your gene therapy success recipe. I'm Brandi Sargent, editor of the Cell Culture Dish. Joining me today is Ritesh Krishnan, Associate Director for Cell and Gene Therapy Bioprocessing for the Americas at Millipore Sigma. Ritesh is a process development scientist by background and has a decade of experience in vaccine, monoclonal antibodies, and viral vector modalities from preclinical to late-stage commercialization activities. As a biochemical engineer from South India, he holds a master's degree in biotechnology from Pennsylvania State University. Ratish has managed process development teams at leading companies such as Novartis and Pfizer prior to his current role in 2019, where he serves as a technical consultant and initiates strategic collaborations and partnerships in gene therapy, both internally and externally. He has presented scientific lectures at conferences, webinars, and has made key contributions in peer-reviewed journals, articles, and white papers. I wanted to start today's podcast by talking about gene therapies a little bit. Gene therapies hold tremendous promise for changing the healthcare paradigm, but there are also challenges, particularly in production of these therapeutics. Could you please tell us what you think is the biggest challenge or biggest challenges in gene therapy production? Yeah, sure. This is a great place to start. I would say that gene therapies using adeno-associated viruses and lentiviruses have already started to deliver on the promise of that paradigm shift with a steady increase in the number of tools. Descartes, Zorogensma, and Luxterna, to name a few recent ones. The uptick in IND filings year after year over the last five years has been remarkable, as the field is still nascent in comparison to monoclonal antibodies. We expect challenges to still remain. In my opinion, we should categorize these in three areas, Unique, urgent, and uncertain. So now, what do I mean by unique? Viral vector processes have no recognized templates, unlike monoclonal antibodies, with respect to process development and manufacturing capabilities and capacity. Uh, There are multiple serotypes of AAV that have to be factored in process development and the delivery routes. We see large variations in dosing requirements based on target indications, sometimes about a four log or 10,000 fold increase if you are to consider an ocular indication versus a muscular indication. And there is also an overall lack of established experience with viral vectors in general that adds to the uniqueness of the situation. Then comes urgent. Here, we have to highlight the supply and demand situation. Since these therapies are currently aimed to provide cure to rare diseases and hence compressed timelines for process development and manufacturing is usually a norm. The race to get first to market does not only process and assay development, but also tech transfer and manufacturing. And finally, uncertainty is due to lack of historical data and shorter history compared to their MAM counterparts. But the prime focus in this section, in this category, is on the evolving regulatory situation as guidelines are being drafted for such novel therapies, keeping the patient safety in mind. Thank you. That's an excellent summary of the industry and and some of the challenges that we're facing as a whole. Uh, Would you be able to share with us what is Millipore Sigma's role in providing solutions to these challenges? Certainly. Uh, At Millipore Sigma, our focus is to provide solutions to customers' toughest problems. 
We take pride in leveraging our rich 350-year history of success in other modalities such as small molecules, monoclonal antibodies, plasma, and vaccines, and supporting our new gene therapy customers. We are taking an integrated and holistic approach to gene therapy by providing our customers with quality products, services, educational resources, and collaboration. Let's uh, explore each of these categories for a second. Uh, Products for this specific industry that are not only fit for purpose, but also purposefully built for viral vector manufacturing. Services refer to the characterization and analytical testing, our routine platform test methods, which provide clients with an alternative to developing time-intensive custom methods for release testing. This is in addition to our CDMO manufacturing capabilities at Carlsbad, California, with over 25 years of experience in viral vector manufacturing platforms. We also have internal R&D labs dedicated to bioprocessing of novel modalities and state-of-the-art collaboration and innovation centers called M-Labs located globally, which our customers can leverage. But in my opinion, the most important ingredient in our recipe for success is the comprehensive expertise of our colleagues in process and technology consulting, such as uh, complementary process development support, technology management for each unit operation, and our single-use and hardware teams. Customer education is another key asset we have with access to a variety of courses on bioprocessing topics, including gene therapy. And lastly, we have a very close relationship with our customers who view us more as a partner in their journey to commercialization of their therapies. You offered so many great solutions there, particularly I really like the idea of creating fit-for-purpose technologies and also the idea of partnership and creating these solutions together. One of the areas I wanted to dive into a little bit more deeply is your work as CDMO and about manufacturing capacity. It has been estimated that manufacturing capacity is one to two orders of magnitude lower than what we need to meet the demands for gene therapies in development. In addition, COVID-19 has added to this constraint. How do you think we can overcome capacity constraints in a pandemic situation? This is a great question. Um, As I indicated earlier, we have a rather unique situation in gene therapy where demand is far greater than supply. Uh, which has created a manufacturing capacity bottleneck at the moment. And the capacity shortage is real compared to production needs. Uh, I'm sure everyone will agree that we are living in an interesting and unique situation of uh, perhaps never imagined magnitude this year in 2020. The COVID-19 pandemic has made the availability of raw materials and products a lot more challenging from the lens of uh, production, supply chain, and, and delivery. Our multimodality customers are focused on bringing a treatment, be it a monoclonal antibody, plasma, or a vaccine to market in order to suppress the pandemic, and and rightly so. We have observed gene therapy clinical trials and regulatory filings being delayed as a result. Critical lab activities are taking a hit with de-densification and redensification of colleagues to comply with appropriate social distancing measures and a complete halt in face-to-face engagements for most of this year. And regardless, we have patients who are still awaiting these life-saving treatments using viral vectors, and science has never stopped. 
So from experience, we should be ensuring proactive communication and dialogue between customer procurement teams and vendor account managers. Should an in-house manufacturing strategy be adopted, forecasting supply demands as accurate as possible is going to be critical. For an outsource supply scenario, which is the other side, uh, upfront discussion with the CDMO on contingency plans must be established in place for supply of drug product and supply chain robustness, as mentioned before. And keeping the pandemic aside for a moment, the use of templated processes and optimized processes will ensure timely scale-up and avoid any surprises in tech transfer and manufacturing, whether it is in-house or at a CDMO. That's really important. And we are in a, in a unique time right now. And But you're right. It's really critical that patients receive these therapies and that the rest of the work doesn't stop as we try to address the COVID pandemic. Compressed timelines for gene therapies due to either breakthrough designations or desire to be first to market or both have created a need to move with tremendous speed. Uh, what can be done to enable a faster time to clinic? Sure. Uh, the need for speed is well understood for gene therapies. And you now we can perhaps take a page off the COVID-19 playbook and apply it towards viral vector development. So there are several components that can enable us to get faster to clinic. Having a platform process, like I mentioned, for viral vectors during process development carries a lot of weightage here. Even if the entire process can be templated, individual unit operations can be platformized in sections such as uh, upstream bioreactors, harvest step, depth filtration, chromatography, and fill and finish steps. Our CDMO at Carlsbad had performed a study where they project an estimated time savings of 14 to 18 months upon analysis using templated processes. Uh, other catalysts to this include better process understanding, obviously, risk mitigation of raw materials and strategies such as virus and other residual clearance and quality profiles. Establishing and securing the supply of clinical material, uh, be it the in-house or CDR route, is also very important. And outside of process development, manufacturing and other crucial consideration here is the speed to market using design of clinical trials. Finally, and perhaps most critical, is leveraging expertise from vendors. Since they provide all the raw materials to make the drug product that makes the therapy feasible, uh, I recommend to engage with vendors like Millipore Sigma early and often. We can help gene therapy manufacturers by doing the work for them, with them, or help them make the product themselves. Partnership is really important as we move through challenges that we've discussed and also improving the overall process um, as we move forward as an industry. One of the things I wanted to ask you about was um, what do you think is critical in ensuring success with the regulatory process for gene therapy developers? This is an excellent question. Uh, regulatory guidelines, as discussed, is continuously evolving, and companies are working hard to develop a product that is pure, that's safe, that's potent, and efficacious. The best approach here is to emphasize a quality-first mindset. Yield is no doubt important, but quality outweighs yield any day. So let's design and develop a process that uses quality raw materials that are chemically defined or animal origin free. Uh, a few examples I can think of is our benzenase endonuclease safety plus improve expert enzyme, 
which is uh, completely animal origin free, starting from upstream raw materials used in the fermentation process. As regulatory guidelines are evolving for viral vectors, the emphasis is on using quality raw materials in the process. Uh, we should also design a process that is so robust that residual impurities such as host cell proteins, DNA, and others are below detectable levels. Uh, a well-defined quality profile of the drug product with appropriate adventitious agent control strategies, even if it's a gray space at the moment. Uh, one must also keep in mind about the remaining percentage of empty capsids in the case of AAV in the drug product, uh, where there isn't a clear guideline on a definitive number to date. And uh, last but not the least, using qualified and validated assays for a characterization of cell banks, process intermediates, and release testing from Millipore Sigma are some of the steps in the right direction. Just to touch on another area, both yield and scalability have been two areas where there's been a need for process improvements. What products and technologies do you think can improve production for these two areas? Sure. In my opinion, uh, there is always an opportunity for process improvement, regardless of the stage of the program. Optimization is often deprioritized over speed in most cases. Therefore, keeping the strategy simple is the key. To improve yield, we need to produce more vector upstream and lose less vector downstream. Anyone who's worked in bioprocessing knows that this is easier said than done. Uh, there are trends which we see in the industry, though, to improve yield and scalability uh, by implementing technologies such as suspension cultures with cell lines and uh, chemically defined media to maximize bioreactor productivity. I strongly recommend having a look into our Virus Express platform for lentivirus production and our upcoming insect cell line platform for AAV production that is rhabdovirus negative. Advancements in uh, synthetic media for filters um, used post-harvest during death filtration and clarification. There's plenty of data regarding proof of our solutions using Millistack HC Pro filters in viral vector manufacturing, enabling a convenient one-step clarification in most cases, depending on the feed stream. Optimizing processes and avoiding losses in other unit operations, such as using Fractogel and Ishmuno family of ion exchange resins for chromatography steps, uh, tangential flow filtration using pelicon membranes and capsules to minimize losses in ultrafiltration and diafiltration, and final filtration steps performed using Millipack filters, which is very suitable for the low holdup volumes in gene therapy drug product material. With uh, regards to scalability, I'd suggest an early start and give due importance to scale-up activities while designing a process. A couple of examples I can think of is use of suspension upstream uh, as opposed to adherent cells and perhaps chromatographic approaches to purification as opposed to ultracentrifugation, which is surprisingly still very common in the industry. There are pros and cons to each approach, and it is important to evaluate them and discuss early in process development. I want to go back and revisit a little bit about what you said about partnerships. For many gene therapy developers, there's a limited amount of time and expertise around moving a production process 
from research to clinical use. Uh, what advice and suggestions do you have for developers with these challenges? You brought up two important success factors here, time and expertise. Uh, not spending time on process optimization might come back and hurt a program. Uh, process is the product in gene therapy, so it is critical to spend time on process development and optimize existing processes so that they meet the current and also future demands. My advice, looking back at what would have helped in previous roles, is that technical expertise matters a lot. As a customer, it is good to be fully, and emphasizing the word fully, aware of the capabilities that vendors like us bring to the table. Sometimes these capabilities are often overlooked or assumed, so think of us more as partners in solving your problems and draw on our experience. It is a great source of knowledge. Very few vendors can offer a comprehensive portfolio of products, services, resources, and training as integrated services like Millipore Sigma. The best way to accelerate programs in advancing gene therapy from bench to clinic is by partnerships and collaborations. Thank you so much for answering all of my questions. I think you provided such excellent insight into some of the areas that we should focus on with gene therapy uh, in terms of improving the technology and the process. And I think that the idea around partnership is really critical in this emerging industry where we are still you know, working to optimize all the elements of manufacturing. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add for our listeners today? Yes, of course. Uh, this has been a great discussion and happy to provide more insights. I can fully relate to our customers in gene therapy companies and kudos to them for developing these novel therapies at such an unprecedented speed. As a result of these scientific advancements, gene therapies have now been translated into a dose of hope for patients previously with none. Viral vectors are complex with known unknowns and also unknown unknowns. Some place gene therapy on the same pedestal of achievement as iconic landing on the moon. Some others say we are running a marathon at sprint speeds and building a parachute as we are jumping off a plane skydiving. And all these are true, in my opinion. The reality is that there may not be a silver medal in gene therapy, and the winner could take all the market share that exists for a specific indication. Uh, today, we discussed how uniqueness, uncertainty, and urgency are the main themes in this emerging space. Products and services are indisputably important in the journey to commercialization, but the secret ingredient in the recipe for success is the expertise that comes with the people you collaborate with to solve your toughest problems. Think of us as Millipore Sigma, as an extension of your company's vision, and that drives why we do what we do. Leverage our 350-year rich experience and let us help you help the patients in need. Please feel free to contact me for any thoughts, questions, or comments or even a discussion about any of the products or services or expertise themes which we discussed today. That's it from me. Thank you so much again, Randy. Well, I think that's a great way to summarize it. I appreciate your time so much. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Cell Culture Dish podcast. To listen to other podcasts related to the discovery, development, and manufacture of biologics, 
please visit us at www.cellculturedish.com. And for downstream process topics, www.downstreamcolumn.com.